0: monarchmoney.com slash podcast. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help.
1: Ah uh, yes, Ronald Wilson Reagan, the, the greatest president of um, the 20th century and um, you know, for a long, long time in my lifetime, an amazing Soviet Union, the the economy, the Democrats got rolled over by Ronald Reagan instead of the other way around. And the Soviet Union got rolled over by Ronald Reagan. That was a good one. Well, happy Wednesday once again. Never a happy day for Hillary Clinton, is it? That was uh, one of Ronald Reagan's classic lines. One of many, but let me uh, let me go to uh, 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 take you in the time machine to October of 1985. The New York Times, being a left-wing uh, pro-communist rag even back then, Reagan aides prod Congress on debt. A uh, prodding Congress on debt. The Reagan administration warned today that departments and agencies would face quote pain and suffering end quote in if Congress did not raise the federal debt ceiling in the next few days. 1985, okay. So what is that now, 38 years ago? Is that uh, a little more than 38 years ago, October of 1985, right? Am I doing my math correctly? Yes, I believe I am. And uh, President Reagan, he came out and he spoke about the debt ceiling in October of 1985 because things were getting a little little funny there. And here is Ronald Reagan in October, 1985, back in the 20th century, talking about the debt ceiling. This autumn, the Congress has faced the unhappy task of raising the debt ceiling to over $2 trillion. What? With only a few days left before that deadline, Congress must realize that by failing to
0: act, they're entering very dangerous territory. Never before in our history has the federal government failed to honor its financial obligations. To fail to do so now would be an outrage. And the Congress must
1: understand this and bear full responsibility. Two trillion dollars. We had to cross the threshold to two trillion dollars in 1985. Now we're at 31, preparing to cross the threshold to 32 trillion dollars. We've added 30 trillion dollars to the national debt in this amount of time. Uh, President Ronald Wilson Reagan uh, sounding the alarm. Uh, $2 trillion, Congress must act. Otherwise, there will be pain and suffering, the departments and agencies. And uh, here we are now. And James Clyburn, what is, and now we're a long way, let's go back to James Clyburn. We're a long way from Ronald Reagan in 1985, uh, lamenting the $2 trillion threshold now at uh, nearly $32 trillion and uh, looking to add $4 trillion more at a bare minimum over the next two years and pushing this whole process past election day next year into January of uh, 2025 when a new president will be inaugurated. That's when the next crisis will kick in. But there will be no crisis if James Clyburn gets his way. I'm not a proponent of having a debt limit. I don't think we ought to have that at all. So I don't know why we have this debt limit. I wish we just get this thing behind us, pass this bill tonight and next, next week. Start working on getting rid of the debt limit altogether. That's right. Get uh, get rid of the debt limit altogether. That's uh, that's that's what they call progress, toward the abyss. But they call it progress. Um, boy, all right. Let's uh, let's take uh, let's take one more call. No, we'll get, I want to get to the mailbag, and then I got the FBI, uh, crooked FBI, and the contempt of Congress, which the news media laughs at and the FBI laughs at because. You know they got the guns and the power, and they they'll, uh, so you know, they agree with Mao that uh, all power comes from the barrel of a gun, and so we'll uh, see what happens with that. And then the Marines attacked in San Clemente, California. Uh, three Marines, little time off, Memorial Day weekend. A gang of Democrats, 40 uh, approximately attacked the uh, the Marines, and I'll uh, I'll get to that as well. Uh, we gotta 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 get to the uh, the. The man dressed as a woman at Disney with a big mustache dressed up like a lady and the uh, Disney is is transgender now for the kids it's for the children, for the children you know. All right let's go to uh, let's go to Greg calling from the great state of Colorado. Greg, you're on the Chris Plant show. Hey
2: Chris, how are you doing? I'm good Greg what do you say? I'm, try- I'm trying to get chores done before my wife gets back from visiting the kids on the East Coast. Very good, very good. You used to be here, huh? Yeah, we lived in Maryland, but uh, when we retired, we decided we had to get away from there. I don't blame you. So I I had called because I heard your previous caller, Joe, coming in and defending McCarthy. Yes. And I told your screener that I'm just getting started with Getter. So I had this comic strip uh, drawn a long time ago it begins with a kid sitting in front of the TV watching Popeye uh-huh. and seeing Whippy come on. And what was Whippy's famous saying? I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Absolutely. And I did that out from Gra- beginning with Graham Rudman when I started to work on The Hell, where we'll gladly pay you in five years. And as the comic strip goes on, it becomes 10 years and 20 years. And I was just... <laughs> So I was making the point that the Republicans have always been, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. But this, this tragedy with McCarthy, he did not even have to go into the negotiation. I understand the point that they said that they were getting out front and saying we were solving the problem. It's kind of like someone committing a crime and then you going up and jumping and saying, well, I'll help you. They passed it. Pelosi passed it. McConnell and Schumer passed it, and Biden was down in St. Croix when they signed this. They could have passed the debt ceiling increase at that time, and they chose not to. So this whole thing lays at their door, and McCarthy bailed them out.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of it's, it's uh, the unavoidable conclusion,
2: isn't it? And it happens every time.
1: And it happens every time. And here we are. That's why we played the uh, great Ronald Reagan, 1985 soundbite, uh, $2 trillion. And that was an outrage at the time, and it caused great upheaval at the time. And now here we are. We just keep trundling forward, and and our debt has outgrown uh, the size of our economy uh, long ago. And well, um,
2: remember, go ahead. I'm sure you remember back then they blamed uh, Reagan for the deficits in the debt. Naturally. Naturally. That's the one story that hasn't changed. I just did a Google search on uh, GOP blame. And every time it happens, you can go to NPR, you can go to all the news agencies that come out. And the, the GOP is afraid of having learned the lesson in 95. They've always blamed them. And that's why they flinch first.
1: Yeah, and here we go again, right? And it just, I mean, again, it just keeps happening uh, again. It's Groundhog Day, and now we're at $32 trillion and on our way to $36 trillion. And, uh, you know, bills come due. Tomorrow does come eventually, doesn't
2: it? it? It really does. I'll send you a copy of an ad I did for Kit Bond back in the 1990s, and it's mm. a baby. And text wrapped around the baby is all the deficit reduction bills that they had done to that point. And the title was, who, fit, who Pays for the Failure to Pass a Balanced Budget Amendment? Yeah. But all the gimmicks that they talk about, PAYGO, um, sequestration, the rest, they always get out from under it. So uh, the budget in the future should always be this year. What are we doing this year? What are we spending? What are we cutting? And stop get off of this because they say $4 trillion. That's $4 trillion over 10 years. And they never get it.
1: And they never get it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Graham Rudman was in the 1980s. you worked on the on Capitol Hill. You were a, uh, a legislative director I've work,
2: worked for five members of Congress. I was legislative director for two, but when I Graham Rudman was my first in the lowest position, I was a legislative correspondent. So I had to research issues that people wrote in on. And one of the ones I did was Graham Rudman.
1: And that was supposed to balance the budget. That was the goal of the Graham Rudman Act was to balance our budget.
2: In five years. And what happened is I think the court struck it down the first time. And then they did Graham Rudman two, And then when the actual sequestration, usually in these long-term bills, they don't kick in until like two years after. Sure. And I think that's what happened on this bill, also. Yeah, is that the real cuts to the um, proposed cuts happen in two years, but it never does.
1: But it never does. That's exactly right, Greg. Uh, thank you for the call. And you know, today's thirty-two trillion plus four trillion. And again, I just love my own statistic here that you know a trillion seconds is thirty-one thousand seven hundred and nine years. And if we started paying off $1 trillion, a dollar a second, it would take us 31,709 years to pay off $1 trillion. And if we're talking $36 trillion, it would take us more than 1.1 million years to pay off $36 trillion, if, if we were paying it off, at a dollar a second. And the Democrats are saying, oh, let's just do away with the debt limit altogether. So that uh, we're not making progress here. This is not progress. Um, Great call, Greg. Thank you. Thank you very much. And enjoy Colorado. (laughs) We may all end up there or someplace like that. Hey, it's uh, mailbag day. It's mailbag day right here in the mailbag in uh, the studio. And we got uh, one from Chris in Alexandria, Alexandria, Virginia, that mailed it in by mail, by U.S. mail with a stamp on it with an American flag from Northern Virginia. How did you discover the existence of your father's June seventh, nineteen 1944 interview recording? Uh, and uh, do you plan to play it for this uh, on the anniversary this year? You know what, I, I do, and in fact, we, we put together uh, a uh, kind of a video version of it just yesterday. Michael Piercy and I were going through it. We have one uh, video correction that may have to be made. Photographs, not video, but uh, photographs. And uh, I can tell you that this is, uh, for people that don't know, my father was a Navy fighter pilot in World War II. He was interviewed aboard his aircraft carrier, D-Day Plus One, kind of a remarkable relic from World War II. And I have the, it's called a transcription. It looks just like a record album. It is basically a record album. In fact, I have two uh, versions of it. One was played on WOR in New York City and the other, I think, went to the family or something. But I actually still own them both and they're crazy. They're 78 RPM records and you, you put the needle in the middle of the record and it plays to the outer edge, 78 RPM. And I had the the, uh, records transferred to to DVD, excuse me, to a CD many years ago. A friend, uh, a guy in Maryland who does it, uh, helped me out years ago to transfer it. And uh, in fact, my brother in California, Daniel, the news reporter, who we talked about earlier today, uh, asked me day before yesterday, hey, do you still have that? Uh, I was like, yeah, I mailed you a copy of the CD. And he said, well, I've got it in a special place, which means he lost it. Um, But I can tell you that the record was my mother, um, uh, my father's widow, had the two records in her uh, bedroom closet up on a top shelf. And when I was a kid, um, uh, she pulled them and said, oh, oh, look, I found this. I got this. And we put it on the uh, record player and listened to it. And and I ended up, when my mother died, uh, I ended up in possession of those. And that's a good thing because I transferred them to... uh, and now they're a digital, and we're going to put them on YouTube or something. Uh, did that happen yesterday? Yeah, I, I, it may happen today that we put it on with uh, photographs as well. But that's a, that's a fun question. Thank you, Chris, in Alexandria. S.A. Dupree says, uh, with a question, when McCarthy gave the January 6th tapes to Tucker Carlson, did that become the property of Fox News? Uh, and I, I'm not an attorney, but I believe the answer to that is yes. I believe the answer to that is absolutely yes, that Fox News possesses those uh, those videos and uh, the government can't come and take them back or anything. You know, that's uh, publicly, in theory, publicly available video, all those videos. Uh, the news media would have to have some interest in them, but they could file Freedom of Information Act requests and get the video themselves. Fox News possesses the videos that Tucker Carlson's team uh, transferred from the government servers to to their own hard drives and produced the video. And certainly Fox News possesses those videos, and they are in the Fox News library, uh, no doubt about that. Now uh, Tucker Carlson may have made copies on a separate hard drive, uh, and Fox News may argue over uh, who owns that, but then again, they they may not. Uh, but certainly Fox News possesses that, and I have more. I have more mailbag questions coming up as well. You know, that Father's Day, speaking of which, is just around the corner, and, uh, you know, it's time to get Dad what he really wants. Omaha Steaks, perfectly aged, always tendered, and guaranteed delicious. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it real easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected packages. Head over to omahasteaks.com on Al Gore's amazing internet. Use the promo code plenty that's me, P-L-A-N-T-E, at checkout, and you're going to save $30 off of your qualifying order. Packages can include fork, tender, bacon-wrapped filet mignons. We got our shipment just the other day. Or other gourmet grillables like air-chilled, boneless chicken breast, burgers, jumbo franks delicious hot dogs. I'm telling you, many more favorites. Don't forget to save room for dessert. Most gift packages come with four delicious caramel apple tartlets. I'm getting hungry just talking about it. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the code P-L-A-N-T-E at checkout and get $30 off an unforgettable gift. That's guaranteed to make Dad's day make him smile because, you know, there's one thing we know, and that's that Dads Want Steak. That's omahasteaks.com. The promo code is PLANT at checkout. A uh, minimum order is required. See site for details. Yes, sir. Yeah, more uh, mailbag questions. I have, uh, I have a number more. And uh, the Marines being attacked on the beach in San Clemente by a mob of 40 violent Democrat criminal punks. That's coming up with an update. And the crooked FBI here in Washington, D.C. Contempt of Congress. They're laughing. They're laughing. They lock the doors, but they lock the doors every day. And they're laughing at Congress. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play
0: Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year It is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year Right I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight It was 100% you need to make more money Make smarter choices and build a better life Afford anything, wherever you listen
1: Well, I am uh, getting word of all kinds of things here one is that Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed on January sixth by a U.S. Capitol police officer for the alleged crime of trespassing, Ashley Babbitt's mother was in Washington D.C. yesterday attacked by leftists and called a Nazi and things, and then and then arrested arrested in Washington D.C. by the D.C. police. Ashley Babbitt's mother, fifty-eight-year-old um, mother of Ashley Babbitt, arrested uh, Michelle. Whithoffed, and uh, she got arrested by the D.C. police and charged with destruction of property and simple assault. And uh, you know, it's a funny country, isn't it? Uh, also, I'm being told, I'm being told just now, since it uh, came up in the mailbag, and there's more mailbag to come, uh, that uh, our man Kevin Tober is posting the audio of my father, the interview from aboard his aircraft carrier, D-Day plus one. Posting it on Rumble, so go to the Rumble thing and YouTube, and I I assume we're gonna put uh, links on Twitter and Facebook, so that uh, so that it can be shared, you know, shared because we're sharing people. Yeah, Ashley uh, Babbitt's uh, mother arrested, mother arrested in Washington yesterday. We are not the country we, uh, that we once were, because the left is here and the left is the Democrat Party. Um, I've got uh, so much to get to that I'd need another two hours to get to the Los Angeles Dodgers and their anti Catholic, transgender, Lunacy, uh, committing suicide, Major League Baseball, and the Dodgers, and all of that, and uh, store after store, company after company. Chick-fil-A now, uh, they've actually had him in this position for about a year and a half, I think, their diversity, inclusion, equity um, vice president, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. So I don't think they've done anything crazy in the meantime, but they, they checked that box. Uh, bet never minding that. And and I I hope that I can get to the... There is now a Republican member of the House of Representatives, Dan Bishop, Dan Bishop, uh, from North Carolina, right? And uh, he is uh, calling for for uh, Speaker McCarthy to be removed. I think that's... He's calling for a speaker. He said that no, no Republican could have done a worse job of uh, managing this process. But let's get back to the mailbag for a moment here. Now, the... Uh, on the, you know, does Fox News on the videos from January 6th that Tucker Carlson was able to secure, thanks to Kevin McCarthy? Uh, one good thing that Kevin McCarthy did for sure. Uh, and I believe they do. I, I'm looking, I was just talking to Michael. Where's the documentary film using all of that footage um, exposing uh, government lies? Oh, well, it's left wing. You know, it's the left wingers that make documentary films. And it's not good left-wing propaganda because it tells the truth about a crooked government and, and uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and all that. And they don't do that. They're just they're left-wing propagandists. Uh, Doc Vienna asks, how long would it take to pay $4 trillion, what we're about to add to the national debt under this Kevin McCarthy bill, at $1 billion a second? You know, that's just a math problem. And I, I, I can tell you how long it would take at, at, at uh, $1 a second. And uh, if we did $1 billion a second, it would take one billionth that amount of time. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because um, <laughs> $1 trillion, I've, uh, I just did this a couple of minutes ago, right, is <laughs> more than 31,700 years. So uh, I'm going to have to break out the Bomar calculator to sort that one out. Robert Fisher asks, is there any difference between the two parties anymore? And uh, it's funny, Michael and I were talking about this um, a little while ago. And I said, well, yeah, there is. One party wants to eliminate the debt ceiling altogether. And the other party wants to just add $4 trillion every two years or so. So there's that. The Democrat Party wants your girls to be boys and your boys to be girls. Their theme song is Lola. And... um, yeah, the, there, is, there is. Yes, there is. I mean, the, the truth is I can make fun of uh, both parties all day long. But the Democrat Party has completely lost its mind. They are gender dysphoric. They are chronic shoplifters. They are pro-crime and anti-police. They're anti-U.S. military. They're un-American and anti-American. Not every single Democrat Party voter, but that's where the party is. And honestly, if you're a diehard hard self-described diehard Democrat at this point, you're probably out of your mind. And I mean that as somebody who grew up in a Democrat Party household. Uh, this is not the Democrat Party that anybody should recognize. This is not Bill Clinton's Democratic Party. It might be Hillary Clinton's Democratic Party if Joe Biden should fall down a flight of stairs again, something like that. Is there any difference between the two parties? Yes, there is. Yes, there there is. And fairness to the Republicans, They're not all completely insane. And the Democrat Party, I think, um, all completely insane. Gender, sexualizing children, baby jumpers, gay baby jumpers for three-month-old babies, um, mustachioed men pretending to be women at Disney where the children are being waved in with a big smile by the mustachioed man pretending to be a woman. That's the Democrat Party. Um, Men with male genitalia twerking Uh, kindergarten students while dressed as women. That's the Democrat Party. Looting is fundamental, uh, is, you know, now part of Sesame Street because the Democrats are raising criminals that attack Marines that loot. Uh, Looting is fundamental, is really one of the Democrat Party's uh, ethos uh, at this point, part of their ethos at this point. And, um, yeah, there is a difference, and and a great many Republicans are trying to hang on to American values, Western values, values of any kind, uh, and save uh, the United States, America, and capitalism. The Democrat Party is seeking to do in the United States, America, and capitalism. So that's a big, big difference. That is a big, big difference, and obviously a very important difference, not just to those of us in the United States uh, who have Western values, but to the entire planet, because we our life-raft America, we are still that beacon of light in the darkness. Jim asks, what is the future of work in America? Will artificial intelligence destroy all jobs, um, certainly a great many jobs, or will it just help Democrats have actual intelligence for a change? I think that is uh, incredibly unlikely. I think that is not likely to happen at all. You know, there's this new, this new story out today, well, yesterday perhaps, And it's something that's been trending a little bit. There is something that liberals are doing, uh, their kids are doing. It's called bed rotting, you know, like fruit rotting, bed rotting. Well, what rots in bed? Um, Liberal kids rot in bed. That's what rots in bed. And they go on these various social media platforms, and they lay in bed and do nothing for weeks on end. They don't eat. They don't do anything. They're withering away. Um, in fact, I think the latest update today. New York Post had a story yesterday why bed rotting is the newest hot self-care trend for lazy Gen Zers. Gen Z, this Gen Z, uh, that they're doomed. They're doomed. We might all be doomed, but they're certainly doomed. Bed rotting, and they lay there and wither away, and they become emaciated. And uh, oh wait, we have an update. Um, they all just died. Oh, they, they all just died. It's terribly sad. Terribly sad. Now, I don't think that artificial intelligence will destroy all jobs. There will be great revolutions and uh, and evolutions in in work. Um, and you know, in theory, we're humans. We're very ingenious, very inventive. We may find ways to to um, you know do new things with our time. But uh, but bed rotting ought not be one of them. There is this completely insane bed-rotting thing. Experts and introverts continue to tout the benefits of self-care. Bed-rotting has become one of the most popular forms of recouping. With nearly 305 million views on TikTok, rotting away in bed seems to be one of Generation Z's preferred methods for self-care. Now, they actually lay there and do nothing, They and they wither away. It's like, it's like they're paralyzed because they are intellectually and emotionally, mentally paralyzed. And so they lay there and do nothing, and uh, it's a trend. It's not a good trend. It's the end of society trend. You know, social media isn't. Let's, let's agree with that. Mike in the mailbag. Do you have notes with you when you're on the air? How do you not lose your train of thought speaking for three hours? I think I lose my train of thought. Well, I, and the truth is I don't. I go all over the place, but I, I always regroup and, and I know where I left off. Um, you know, I, no, I have, Michael can tell you, I have very, very few notes. I don't come in with a lot of written notes. I prepare, I prepare, and I prepare. I, I, this is the analogy I've always made. It's like I play the clarinet or the saxophone and I practice for nine hours a day. And then I come up on stage. This is like coming up on stage, and I have no sheet music. I just riff. Now I have a stories sheet that we put together, which we post uh, every day on uh, so to share it with you, which we post every day on El Gros amazing internet on Twitter and Facebook and so on. And so I have stories, and then I have a computer screen up in front of me, and I can click on the stories that uh, that Michael and I collected yesterday and last night and this morning, and. And I read all the stories, of course, but I don't have uh, notes. No, I don't have written notes. I don't, I do it without notes, sans notes. It's improvisational. It's almost entirely improvisational. I don't write jokes out. I don't, uh, when I have thoughts yesterday that I think are funny, I don't write them down. I just, I'll either remember them today or I won't, and I usually do. Um, (laughs) But um, no, no notes. Uh, Improv, improv. That's the thing. But I've been preparing for 30 years. So that's, that's the thing. Not just yesterday. Um, and I think I occasionally but rarely lose my train of thought because I jump all over the place, don't I? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> um, but no notes. Don, 1776, will you ever have a camera in studio during your show so people can watch you like Rush Limbaugh had? You know, that has been the topic of discussion for several years now several years. There is, in fact, a camera. I'm looking at it right now, a fancy camera across the studio that I'm in now. There's been a lot of talk of that, and that may happen when I do not know. Who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, uh, 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 who knows? I just don't know. Maybe end up doing a video podcast, um, which would be, you know, and Rush did have the ditto cam, and you could watch Rush Live while he was doing his radio show. We've talked about doing that. It has not been accomplished. I, I broadcast out of Mothership uh, WMAL in Washington D.C., our nation's capital, in the studios there. And uh, so, who knows? Who knows? Maybe is the only answer I can give. I'm afraid. All right, let's go to uh, uh, let's go to uh, the congressman who is now talking about. Um, Talking about uh, getting rid of uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and this is a Republican congressman from uh, North Carolina, and he was—he's now being mauled by the press because the press is thinking, "Oh, the Republicans are turning on themselves. This is great." The Charlotte Observer, uh, North Carolina congressman, wants to stop debt ceiling, then consider ousting House Speaker, and this is Representative Dan Bishop said Tuesday that he'll consider ousting House Speaker Kevin McCarthy from leadership over a debt ceiling deal McCarthy made Saturday with President Joe Biden. It sounded like this when the press found him. Who, who do you think would, Thanks, would have done a
0: better job negotiating this than Speaker McCarthy? Who should you think should be in the Speaker's chair? Um, well, there are 434 mem- other members of Congress. Nobody could have done a worse job. Well, so who do you- nobody, who else Wait, nobody be an could an have done a worse job, even the Democrats? Oh. Excuse me, I shouldn't have said it that way. There are 222 members of the Republican Conference. Nobody in the Republican Conference could have done a worse
1: job. Now, that's pretty funny. Yeah, every Democrat would have done a worse job because their goal is to destroy civilization itself, capitalism, all economic activity, uh, freedom, liberty, because they're the left, they're not liberals. So that's Congressman Dan Bishop. Uh, Yesterday, Kevin McCarthy ousting him from uh, leadership. And uh, it is, I don't know if it's trending on the Twitter and so on, but I've seen other items too, and and uh, pushing Byron Donalds as a possible replacement uh, for Speaker McCarthy, and and uh, we could do a lot worse than Byron Donalds, uh, in my humble estimation.
0: How much? Uh, I mean, how much confidence do you have in the Speaker right now? None, zero. What basis is there for confidence? You cannot forfeit the tool of Republican
1: unity. It was not necessary to do and uh we'll see how far that goes because you're going to need numbers to do that the democrats will and the media that means the media as well uh will uh incite and instigate chaos in the republican ranks and and honestly i just you know you need fighters uh in the republican leadership you have the house of representatives we shouldn't be jacking up the debt limit by four trillion dollars this easily without getting you know did you get anything can you say listen i know this is bad but we're securing the border if you said that we are um we're deporting millions of illegal aliens who are uh, violating our laws if you if you had um anything we're uh doing away with uh gender uh fluidity in the US military anything like that you know um you know, speaking of which, the incoming chairman of the Joint Chiefs has a pretty checkered history when it comes to diversity, inclusion, and equity, and uh, racial uh, stuff, the incoming chairman. So, you know, the book now is, if you like Thoroughly Modern Millie, you're going to love General Brown. Uh, Charlie Brown, that is, uh, that's crazy. Uh, let me get to the, uh, these, uh, this, uh, the, the mob that attacked Marines in San Clemente, California. We got, what is it, a tweet from somebody who said, visited San Clemente, California years ago, thought it was absolute paradise, never thought it could go this way. Well, the Democrats with their open borders and raising wild animals as kids. Nine teens, now it uh, happened over the weekend, a, a mob of about 40 Democrat Utes. What's a Ute? Attacked three Marines who were hanging out on the beach, and the uh, mob was detonating fireworks and uh, things. And one of the explosive devices, uh, uh, firework or uh, firecrackers or whatever, blew up uh, very close to this uh, Marine, and he got hit in the face with a piece of the firework. So he walked over to the kid and said, hey, you know, I'll knock off the fireworks on the beach. I just got hit in the face here. And uh, then it got a little hostile. The three Marines started walking away. Uh, members of the mob attacked the marine. Sucker punched one uh, from behind. And then a uh, Marine turned around to uh, take him out, and a mob of about 40 uh, Utes who are Democrats and criminals and, and uh, future adult criminals uh, attacked the Marines and just stomped and kicked and, um, and uh, jumped on and uh, uh, beat them very severely. And the police said they were going to take it seriously and they were going to find out who was behind this. Well, the New York Post, but not the Washington Post, has the story. Nine teens arrested over brutal beating of three Marines on California Beach. Nine teenagers were arrested Tuesday in connection with the brutal on-camera beatdown of three Marines on a California beach over the weekend, authorities said. Four males and one female were charged with assault with a deadly weapon and were admitted to the juvenile hall. That's, uh, you know, juvie jail. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff's Department announced. Another four minors were reportedly charged with misdemeanor assault and battery, according to CBS News. The suspects' identities have been withheld because they are minors, according to authorities. It's unclear, but it is possible that there was a racial, ethnic dimension to this. The three Marines, Anglo-Caucasians, the Utes, possibly Hispanic youths Uh, and uh, you know the Democrats are making everything better and they're raising generations of violent animals who will be criminals well they are criminals and then when they grow up they'll be adult criminals and they've got prosecutors that let everybody go so we got uh, we got that going for us yes sir yeah the LA Dodgers speaking of Southern California they reverse their decision to not attack Catholicism and Christians And uh, they decided to go with that whole transgender nun thing because they're Democrats. Tara Reid, who was a uh, staffer for a senator, then-Senator Joe Biden, has uh, left the United States of America and gone to Russia. She's moved to Russia, where she has apparently held a press conference there now this kind of goes with the Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates, right, having the affair with the Russian woman who has ties to the Russian spy woman. Our our country is getting more and more peculiar with each tick of the clock, isn't it? Former Biden accuser Tara Reid defects to Russia. Tara Reid, former Senate staffer Joe Biden, who accused him of sexual assault during the twenty twenty presidential election, has now defected to Russia. Couldn't get more weird if we wanted it to get more weird. And she was joined at a press conference by Maria Butina, convicted Russian agent. You know, Putin sees an opportunity. He, uh, he grabs it. Um, and Chicago had their most deadly weekend in seven years for Memorial Day. <laughs>